Welcome to The Light Within, a podcast for anyone seeking to rewrite their life, live in their light, and align with their soul's highest purpose. I'm Leslie Draffin. I'm a certified microdosing practitioner, menstrual cycle coach, and feminine embodiment mentor. And I'm on a mission to break taboos around women's bodies, periods, and psychedelics. On this show, we're exploring all things spirituality, sexuality, mysticism, and empowerment. Come along as I interview other coaches, teachers, healers, and thought leaders about all the ways we can feel more tuned in, turned on, and lit up AF. If you're on a journey towards self-discovery, you've come to the right place. This is The Light Within. Hello, beautiful beings, and thank you so much for joining me for this episode of The Light Within. I am so excited for today's guest. This conversation is one that really just lit me up, made me feel so excited um, as I progress into the next stage of life. Obviously, if you clicked on this episode, you know we're going to talk about midlife and moving into a new phase of living, um, especially for people who are women and female identified. And Kathy Batista, who is a midlife coach, really just has this wonderful way of expressing these life changes in a way that really just makes you excited and not worried, right? I feel like our society does such a great job of making people, um, women specifically of a certain age, feel like they're useless and worthless and invisible. And Kathy's message really is the opposite, right? She talks a lot about in this episode ways that midlife is like the most empowering part of your life because you have the wisdom and the lived experience and the freedom to do whatever the fuck you want. So this conversation is one I am so proud to have had on the show, and I'm really excited for you to learn more about Kathy's methods. In this conversation, we're going to talk about navigating midlife struggles, We're going to talk about connecting with our purpose, especially after a certain age and after a time in life when society sometimes tells us that we don't have a purpose anymore. And we're also going to talk about some positive mindset reframes to help us work through limiting beliefs. So this is just a jam-packed episode, and I know it's one that you are going to love. Before we get started, I do want to mention that this episode is sponsored by my one-on-one coaching offer, Elevate. This is a wonderful eight-week program one-on-one with me where we can dive deep into your microdosing protocol and help you integrate the things that are coming up in your medicine work. I've been working with clients all year long in this program, and we are seeing massive changes. Things like moving through anger, understanding passion and purpose, awakening more pleasure, and that sex drive, right? Getting that sex drive back, something that I know a lot of people are really wanting. This program is one I am so excited about because it really is self-led. We go where you need to go, and we use a lot of the different methods that I have gained over the past several years of my trainings to help tailor a program specifically to you. I've had clients who've healed period pain, clients who have found their passion and purpose, people who have worked through anger and really some self-limiting beliefs all through the assistance of medicine, meditation, mindfulness, somatic practices, and support by me. So if this is something that you're looking for, if you are looking to dive deeper, if you've been wanting to start a microdosing practice, but you just don't know how, get a free call with me booked this week. I have several available and I would love to talk to you. The link is in the show notes. So book a free consult call and let's connect so that you can start the new year feeling your absolute best. 
Now, without further ado, please join me in welcoming Kathy Batista to the Light Within podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Leslie, thanks for having me. Well, I am really excited to chat about this conversation, but the first thing I ask everyone who comes on the show is what ignites your light within? Yeah. So I was thinking about this because I have heard you ask other guests and there's so many things, but if I had to say what's the one thing, it truly is that laugh, like a belly laugh, right? (laughs) Like that just, I don't know. I feel like that light comes out of your eyes and it just shows that it's, it's there. It's inside of you. It's so like universal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love, I love tapping into joy. I find that I speak a lot about tapping into joy and pleasure. And of course, laughter is such an essential part of, I think both of those things. Um, so I love that for those folks who are not familiar with you or your work, can you introduce yourself? I already did a little bit, but introduce yourself and in your own words, share with us what it is that you bring into the world. Yeah. So I'm Kathy Batista and I help women answer that question that is more of a feeling like, is this it? Or like, what's next? So I help women answer that question through mindset, mindfulness, and mood coaching. Mm -hmm. And we work together to really create this next phase of life where they can just live in a way that feels authentic and really grasp that desired life that they want. Yeah. And so I'm sure that if you're anything like me, your work comes from your own personal life experiences. Is that true? Did you find yourself asking those questions? You know, is this it? And is that how you came to be the coach that you are now and the helper you are now? Exactly. I really think that that's how most people fall into, you know, I think that there's just this this path we're all walking and we can turn around to the people behind us and say, yeah, I've been there. And so, yeah, that's exactly how I fell into coaching it. For me, it was not realizing that I was entering a new phase in life. Like perimenopause started. I had no idea what it was and, and just the trajectory of life and the ups and downs. And for me, it was like around 37 Mm -hmm. and I was miserable on the inside, sad and depressed. And the worst part was I gave myself so much shame and guilt because I quote unquote had nothing to feel miserable about. Mm -hmm. My life looked good it looked fantastic, right? You know, I was in a loving relationship. I had my kids. I had a job. Everything looked amazing. And I just felt horrible. And so my journey led me down. I really tried to fix this myself. And so I had this hole inside of me that I literally, Leslie, shoved anything and everything that would fit in there. Mm I ate too much. I drank too much. I spent too much. I watched so much reality TV. Like it was insane. And like my husband and I have this joke that I, he used to call our dining room shipping and receiving because like I would just order stuff after drinking and not even know what I ordered and then be like, Oh, I guess I have to return this. Like, (laughs) what is it even? I don't know. And just years of doing that. And like now seeing how 
I was just holding on for dear life and I wasn't present in any aspect of my life because I didn't know how to say I need help. I don't know what's wrong. You know, can you, can someone help me? And finally, like anybody who is struggling when you're tired of being sick and tired, then you do something. And this comes in so many different ways and it happens to people in in all sorts of ways. And for me, it just was this light bulb moment where it was, I can't be the only one. And so then starting to reach out and, you know, finding my own therapist, finding my own coach, doing some hormone work, like, and then probably five years after I started living again, I was working with my coach and I said, I could totally do this. I could totally help other women answer these questions. And just the less time someone has to stay in that state. And if I can be of service, I'm in, I want it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing all of that and getting so vulnerable because I think that some of the things that you mentioned are things people go through, but they might not even notice that those are in their own way cries for help. Um, that was certainly my experience with the drinking specifically. Mm-hmm. And I was just so burnt out in a job that I had wanted since I was in fifth grade. And then all of a sudden when this dream job became a nightmare and I was drinking every night to cope with how much pain I was in mentally, that's as well for me, like kind of when I woke up and like, there's, there's gotta be another way. So and I, lo- I love also that you mentioned that you were 37 when this happened. I'm 37 and I'm on a really long menstrual cycle right now. I'm like, oh shit, I am about to be perimenopause. Yeah. And I'm a cycle coach. I'm like, well, shit balls. Here we are. So, you know, exactly. we're not stressed about it, but it's just so funny that, you know, when we get to our late thirties, a lot of things start to change. And so I would love if you would speak more about, you know, what I like to call, the second act of life. And that's a term that I heard from Sarah Durham Wilson, whose book was fantastic, Maiden to Mother. But it really does talk about this idea that like when we move into this second part of our lives, sometimes we're like left thinking what the fuck is happening now. But that's also just a beautiful chance to be like, this is what is happening now. I can do whatever. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a gorgeous time. And when we look at life, and I love that you reference made it a mother because I like am, I'm 49 and I'm like, am I a crone yet? Because I'm wicked excited to be a crone. So Me too. Like, yeah, it's so cool. But um, I love to tell women midlife is really 35 to 70. It's the largest phase of our life, right? You know, it's it's this marriage of having time and wisdom and we can really flourish. It's amazing. And it and it's shunned, like even the word midlife. Like I have women, I'm not in midlife and like, okay, can I ask you how old? And they're like, I, you know, I'm 42. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. I'll, <laughs> right? And so it's, it's so cool to be able to tell people, yeah, you might start to experience physical and mental symptoms of perimetopause, but you, there are ways to work with that. And, and our hormones start to decline and we have estrogen receptors all over our body. And so it's like not just your period, 
it's like you might develop skin shit or like, you know, some mental fog, whatnot, right? And it's 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 a time where we can look to each other as as sisters and say, it's okay. There is good, right? Mm-hmm. This is just a transition. And it's it's beautiful. You do have this opportunity to create or recreate discover, rediscover who you want to be and what you want to do. And it's awesome and it's okay. Absolutely. You know, I think what's so interesting is um, I've worked with an insanely large range of women um, and girls in my practice. And um, I, what I've noticed is, and what I'm hoping is really a trend and not just a fluke in the folks that I work with, is there does seem to at least be and the people who are in their 30s, a conversation that feels more open to discussing things like perimenopause. I remember when I first worked with my 54-year-old client, and she was solidly still in perimenopause, had not reached menopause yet, but you know, it was almost like she was on the tail end of that older generation that was really terrified to think about this as anything other than like, I'm now indiv- invisible, I'm no longer a sex symbol, I'm no longer beautiful, and now what the fuck do I do with myself? Exactly. And yeah. And I really think that it needs to be all of us having this conversation, but certainly people who aren't even there yet to accept like us, like we can't, I can't wait to be crone. Yeah. I can't wait. Amazing, It really is. And you're right that there, I liken it to, like you just said, like this second act of life, right? When we think about when we were younger and you know, your whatever grade that was when people started their period, started menstruating, there was such a range that it's okay. Like I'm 49 and I am in menopause. Like I'm post-menopausal, right? Like it's as, I mean, like really it can happen at any point and that to have dialogue around it and to have a conversation, it's part of what I do when I coach is because people don't realize that it might be the answer to that. Why is it this happening? Like, you know, I asked myself, why do I feel like this? Why am I miserable? And so to have an answer other than I'm just a lousy human being and I'm going to drink for the, you know, I'm going to eat and I'm going to shop and I'm going to do everything else. To have an answer that then leads to hope and, and it just is priceless. And that I noticed there's a huge conversation around it and I love it. And so how do you really help folks? Like, let's say they come to you, they've already acknowledged these struggles, they kind of know, all right, I'm suffering. Um, And so how do you help them begin to discover ways to find what it is that lights them up? Yeah. So there's a few different things. Um, We have conversation around, um, so I do mood, mindset, and mindfulness coaching. And so we have a conversation around each of those. And so mood to me is really just nervous system regulation, somatic work. And then mindfulness is getting that intuitive, getting in touch with that inner voice. And mindset is really just how can we set ourselves up for success with our thoughts? How can we do some subcon- con- subconscious reprogramming so that we can move forward, right? A lot of times it's looking at people's whys and what do they want, right? And then that comes down to, it's around the same conversation of we're entering into a new phase. Okay, so 
let's look at what we're carrying and do we still want to carry those values? Do we still want to say, like, we tend to, we're told, like, define yourself. This is who I am. These are my strengths. This is what I stand for. And when we do that and we create this identity that is so heels in the ground, it doesn't leave room for change at a way that as as humans, we feel comfortable doing. Mm-hmm. So it's really stepping back and going, what values do you want to change? What do you want to release? What do you want to bring into this new phase? Mm-hmm. What strengths do you have that you really are kind of dying to use? And so we take a look at the whole picture, right? Where in your life do you are you missing this value? Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's community or whether it's alone time, whatever the value is, we look at where can we bring it in? Yeah. You know, I, I think what's so interesting and you sort of mentioned it and what you just said is that one, we often tie up so much value in to identity. And we think that our identity are, is somehow our values. Like our value system is our identity. That was something that I really had to work with because in my entire 20s and early 30s, you know, I was a news anchor. My value was all tied up into what I was. And I didn't know who I was because the values that I attributed to that position in life in that career field were the things I thought were my values. And that's absolutely not true. But what's also interesting, and I think you kind of mentioned this too, is values can change. And I think that we get a lot of shame sometimes from ourselves around if our values change. So what you just mentioned, sometimes values are community and being with people and sometimes values are needing to be alone and, and, and being with yourself. And Mm. so I think some folks even just struggle knowing what the hell value is. Like, what is a, like, what are values? Like, sometimes I feel like I explain this to people as like your internal mission statement or the things you hold true, but do you have a more definition for like what a value is for your own individual self? Yeah. So I work from that my values are qualities that I need and want to express, right? And I often, I love this exercise because I I think it really, um, for lack of better words, it just dumbs it down. It makes it so easy to like digest is when you walk into your living room, how do you want to feel? When you have somebody else walk into your living room, what do you want them to feel? And these words, these adjectives really give us a clue to what your values are. Mm-hmm. And you would think like it's, we're so, um, as humans, like it's so, we're egotistical. Like I have clients who tell me words and I'm like, oh my God, why would you ever want to feel that when you walk into your living room? But it's not about me and it's not, you know, my words aren't about them. It's about finding that feeling, those needs, the qualities that we want to express. Some people want it to be pristine, like museum-like. And so maybe they're craving some organization. Other people are like, I want it to be so cozy, welcoming, like all of these different ways we want our world to be expressed. And Mm -hmm. so to where can we bring that? Like, are you getting that? Where, if not, where can we bring that into your life? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know for me, I feel like the values that I would have said that I wanted in my 20s and even early 30s and now in my late 30s 
all actually point back to safety. Like I wanted to be safe, you know, yeah. because I used to think, okay, I wanted to be successful. I wanted to be rich. I wanted to make sure I could pay all my bills. I wanted to have like a worry-free life. <laughs> and now when I look deeper, it's like, oh, you were just terrified and you wanted to feel safe. Yes. And I feel like I love that analogy about the, like, how do you want people to feel when they come in your living room? Or how do you want to feel when you come in your living room? Because if I'd asked myself those questions, I would have been like, oh, safe, easy to find safety in there versus having to excavate all of those like limiting, I believe, limiting beliefs that were covering up yeah. my own admission of needing safety. Yeah. I think that that's a major undercurrent in most women's life is to feel safe and to create safety for others. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes that gets convoluted, especially when, as we get older, right? We often sacrifice our needs of safety for other people, mm -hmm. and then we end up suffering. But yeah, definitely. I'm sure, like you said, same thing for me in our early 20s, asking what we wanted our room to look like, that feeling. And it's like, you know, impressive, like stylish, all these feelings, right? And now it's like, I want to be cozy. I want it small. And I, yeah, I want it safe. I want it to be welcoming, right? Yeah. So it is, it's a neat way to look at what you want and then ask yourself, is it missing from somewhere? Because we actually need to have that expressed in multiple areas of our life, mm -hmm. you know? So it's, it's true. There's always more digging. There's always more we can do and say, okay, what's, what is the core? Yeah. It's never really what we think it is. No, absolutely not. Right. So why do you feel like connecting with purpose is so essential for people, women specifically as we age? Um, again, like values, Leslie, I really think we have so many purposes too. And so I think what, why it's really important to take a look at it as we age is because we often think we already did it Yeah, and we're done and that's it. Whatever the purpose was, maybe it was climbing the corporate ladder. Maybe it was, you know, teaching until you retired. Maybe it was having kids. Maybe it was having dogs or whatever it was. And we think, okay, that was it. And that's what leads us to say, okay, what next? I did it. Like I did this. What do I, what do I do? Right. Um, and we can have so many purposes in midlife, mm -hmm. so many desires to fill. And when we're purpose, we then, when we're purposeful, we then are able to create a, an environment and a life that brings us joy. Like we mm -hmm. talked about in the beginning, like to have that joy when you're expressing your purpose, it's, it leads to fulfilled life, fulfilled enjoyment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My husband was just watching this Netflix show that was like the secret of the blue zones. And it's all these places all over the world that people live to be like a hundred plus or something. And yeah. purpose was essential mm. and feeling yeah. like they mattered was essential yeah. too. And I think for me, you know, as someone who really dealt deeply with purpose when I left my corporate job last year, and also as someone who is not a mom, um, so I don't have a lot to relate to people my age at least where I live, um, it's been interesting for me to dissect what purpose really even means to me. And I think that as we get older, kind of what you were saying, like this idea that I've already done it 
and now what, um, really for me leads to, I guess, the next question, which is how do we start to shift our beliefs around age, right? So like, I feel like some folks think I'm too old to do something new, or I'm too old to change what I have been doing. Um, I'm too old to find my purpose. And these people who are saying they're quote unquote too old might be in their forties, might be in their fifties. Like, I feel like there's a perimenopausal thing that happens for women. It's like, oh shit, now I'm just, now it's done. Now life is over. And do you have any like mindset shifts or reframes that you can give folks who might be sitting, listening to this thinking that's me? Like, I totally feel that way too. Yeah. I think that when we start to say, this is it, right? And we feel purposeless, directionless. We feel kind of lost. It's a perfect time to take and and it's hard when we're in that space. And maybe I remember, and I'm sure you do too, like you can't see the forest or the trees. Like if someone was to say, well, why do you feel that way? I mean, my gosh, I probably would have just cried. But <laughs> Still, like, so it's hard to reframe something that you can't even see out of. But when you start getting into it and 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 you've then said, all right, I'm going to make some shifts. I'm going to make some changes. When we are having this change happen, there's always going to be resistance. And the biggest mindset shift or tool to meeting resistance is I think two parts. And the first is always pause, like acknowledge it and pause and then get curious. Why? Almost like, I mean, we really have to have this internal dialogue. Like Kathy, why are you thinking that? Right? Like, why are you feeling like this is it? Why do you think that? Like, I even am like, oh my God, am I going to have to be a midlife coach till I die? Like, and it's like, is this it? Did I like put my flag in the sand? And if I change who I am, people are going to be like, well, that didn't work out for her. Like, it's that internal dialogue of, you know what? Right now, I'm good. And right now, I'm enjoying it. And right now, I have this purpose. And so it's pausing when you have these, like, we call them like gremlins, you know, like brain gremlins, mind monkeys, pause and just get curious. And I often find that that little voice and we, we meet it through mindfulness also, not only do we meet our higher power voice, our intuition, but we also meet that other voice that I actually think is our inner child. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, it's, we learn at a young age, whether we're like this or not, as a young age, we learn that the squeaky wheel gets the grease, the, you know, negative reinforcement. Mm -hmm. So sometimes that naggy little voice is actually just your inner child. And so what does she really want? What is, what is she asking for? And let's get down to it and, and help, right? Help her help you. Yeah. I think that's wonderful that you bring that up too, because I have found that, it's almost like when you're at a stage in life where you don't have to focus on the things that you were before. So for me, it was when I had left my job. I finally had the space to look at things with curiosity and reach back out to the all past versions of myself. So I like to say inner, like inner child, but also every single version of myself yesterday was my inner child, you know? Yes. And it's like you almost need that space to 
where you're resting, where maybe you've, maybe your kids have left for college or, or maybe you have retired from teaching some of the analogies that you were speaking about earlier, where I think that folks can really start to feel freaked out. Like, let's be honest. I felt really fucking freaked out last year when I left, but then it was also finally a time when I could get quiet enough to hear what my inner Leslie needed. And finally, what you mentioned to pause and meet things with curiosity, which I just love. So thank you so much for giving us that little skill set. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at your story and your history as so inspirational, like to think it was just a year, right? Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That's beautiful. And then to be able, like you are turning around and helping people Mm -hmm. and, and that makes you so relatable. Thank you. And I also, but I also feel like you kind of what you mentioned about um, how you had said, oh, am I going to be a midlife coach forever? Um, You know, I feel that too. I'm like, oh, well, what happens when I don't have my period anymore? Am I going to be a period coach? But all of that to say, it's like, we just have the chance as human beings and those of us who really want to be consciously connected with ourselves to reinvent the fuck out of ourselves at every freaking turn, at every turn. And that's the fun. It is because we act like we know, we act like we know that in 10 years, what's going to be going on. The world won't be like all up in flames. Right. Yeah. And so it really is. And that's where pausing takes you out of the whole future projection of like, oh my God, I really want to like, I just got off the phone call with the client and she's like, we got to it. And she wants to, she's 49 and she wants to go back to cosmetology school. Hell yeah. And and so she's, but she then is like, what are people going to think? So now you're 20 steps ahead. You haven't Mm -hmm. even like, you don't even know if there's one in your area. What are you doing? (laughs) Like, let's really, like, let's like baby steps here. And that's how we work is like one step at a time and constantly reminding ourselves that we're right here. I'm right here. And that's where I need to be. And I'm going to make the next right move, the next right step. And it's going to lead somewhere. And I know it is. So let's not project into what's the neighbor going to think once I've graduated and become a cut. She's probably going to want you to cut her hair is what's Mm going to happen. (laughs) Still. And it's just so fascinating how our minds work, where we do jump straight to how much judgment am I going to receive from this move that I've decided to make? Um, God, I've certainly dealt with a lot of those fears, right? About, you know, the te- the terror of being ostracized based on the work that I've done. Um, but I think what's also really cool is what you said about just just take one step. And I also like to remember that I've never failed at anything. Like I always have people reframe this. You really haven't failed. Like if you choose to look at every single thing that has happened and I'm speaking as someone who got divorced, it was a nasty divorce. I basically Mm -hmm. got fired from two jobs because they didn't want to renew my contract. So those are all technically failures on paper and on like a resume if I was making one of my life. But every single thing brought me to where I am. And I also have chosen to believe that I've already succeeded. I just have to get there. Yes. I 100% agree. We aren't brought here, I believe, to fail, right? So it really is. It. I think it goes back to what we were first talking about, an expression of joy and love and 
if you're doing that in the moment, right? And I always say, like, whether it's, you know, to clients or to myself or to my kids or whoever, like, it's never a failure, right? It's just forward. It's just like the next step. And it's also, um, you know, I, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm kind of guessing you're going to agree with me with the universe, right? The universe is going to give you what you want or better. It's us who made those those, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to stick, you know, I'm sure, I'm not sure, but I'm going to venture to say that there might've been some uh, hints leading up to this no contract renewal, right? Oh, yeah. But we have it in our head that, that this, this is my life. This is what I have to do, right? But we, the universe is like, you know, little nudge, little nudge. All right, fine. We got to just tell her mm-hmm. <laughs> this isn't your calling. You are to be a period coach. Stop, right? So it's really like sometimes if we listen, if we get mindful and are aware of what's going on and the intentions that we have for our life, we are going to see some amazing opportunities that we would have otherwise missed if we're just so head down, head strong. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So how can people connect with you and work with you? Yeah. So I have my website, which is kathybatista.com, K-A-T-H-Y-B-A-T-I-S-T-A. And I have an amazing quiz on the website, which it's five questions. It guides people towards, okay, are you right now needing a little mood coaching, mindfulness, mindset? And then once you get your results, it's literally like I have um, no control over freebies. Like I'm like, everybody, I'm like, Oprah, you get a freebie. (laughs) There's like a million freebies on there. And that's a great place to reach out. And I also offer a full sample session if someone's curious about coaching and and we get together and we coach for 60 minutes. Awesome. Well, I will put links to all of those things in the show notes below. Before I let you go, is there anything else that you feel called to share that we haven't touched on? Um, no, I'm just so, I'm actually really excited for you and for your midlife. So yeah, that's it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kathy. This has been a joy. Mm, I loved that episode so much. Kathy's wisdom just shines through. And again, I am so excited for this next phase of life. And I really hope you are as well. All of the things that Kathy mentioned are going to be in the show notes, her links, her session information, all of that goodness. So check that out below. You can also remember to book that free one-on-one call with me. The link is in the show notes. And always check in with me on Instagram at Leslie Draffin or at the Light Within Podcast. Join my email newsletter, Micro Musings. We are sharing the juice over there every single week. And you can also always email me, hello at lesliedraffin.com. Have yourself a wonderful week. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. And remember, there's no light without darkness, but there's no darkness without light. I'll see you next time, babe.